Oh man, uh, that was ugly. That was ugly. Not fun at all. But we will discuss it, uh, win or lose or draw. My name is Farzee Masugin. Welcome in to the Chief Zone Podcast. Appreciate all of you guys downloading and listening to this episode. It's going to be a much shorter episode, uh, given that we are recording this late on a Sunday night. Uh, we've all got work uh, Monday morning, uh, even though most of you guys are probably listening to this on a Monday by now. But uh, we just got done with the Facebook Live video. A lot of interesting reactions to this Chiefs game. Little time to waste. Got to get right into it. Facebook.com slash Farzimasugian. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Thank you all who joined for the Facebook Live videos at halftime and after the game. Follow me on Twitter at Farzim21. And text into the podcast 913-808-2119. I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of reactions, and we've already uh, gotten a couple of texts. We'll see if we get more as the we uh, as the recording goes on for this episode. Uh, so we'll read your text. I'll give you guys my thoughts. And man, uh, th- th- there's a lot to say about this game. We've uh, we've learned a lot about this Chiefs team, and we definitely need to expand on that. And we'll do some of that tonight. We'll do uh, some more on Thursday as well. Man, uh, that was that was pretty brutal. Brutal, excuse me. Nineteen to thirteen, not a good game at all. And look, I, I'm certainly not going to hold back. I know I had my prediction, by the way, of nineteen and zero. There is a Twitter thread. There is a Facebook thread. I and I said it when I made this prediction. If I am wrong, light me up. I don't care about the injuries. I don't care if you guys are upset with any officiating, any of that. I said they, I said they'd go 19 and 0 and I was wrong so you guys have a chance to light me up on that on social media. Um by the way going solo of course on this episode Zach not going to be on this episode he will be back uh for Thursday's episode so we'll talk to Zach then. Uh we'll get some of his generic thoughts and everything cuz I know he and I we were texting during the game and I know he uh he definitely has a lot to say about this offensive line and I may uh, echo some of his thoughts. Uh, on here uh, as well. Let me just start with this because uh, I don't know how many people are discussing this right now. I have not seen it on social media, but here's why the Colts won this game. They ran the football and they didn't just run it 29 times with Marlon Mack for 132 yards. They didn't just run it 45 times as a team for 180 yards. They didn't just do that. They dominated the running department in addition to time of possession. Colts had the football for 37 minutes and 15 seconds. The Chiefs, 22 minutes and 45 seconds. That is a massive difference there. 37 minutes to 22 minutes. And I don't remember what it was, but at some point in the second half, NBC showed uh, the second halftime of possession midway through the fourth quarter. And the Colts had the ball for like 17 minutes and the Chiefs only for like two or three minutes. I mean, it was that bad. Now, why is that important? Because let's be honest, I've heard everybody, uh, every national pundit say nobody has figured out Patrick Mahomes. It's true. Nobody can figure out. Even with as bad as this Chiefs game was offensively and defensively, 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes still threw for 300 yards in this game. Uh, to my surprise, to everyone else's surprise. Uh, 321 to be exact. Was sacked four times. Not good. Um, but still threw for 321 yards. 22 of 39. Eh, not the greatest ratio there, but hey. Uh, still did well. But you threw for 321 yards. This is evidence that no one can stop Patrick Mahomes. Some of the plays he made, the touchdown pass to Byron Pringle. But at the end of the day, folks, you still can find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes. Going back to that Indianapolis rushing attack in the time of possession, what did that do? It put Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines away from the field. If you can keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines for as long as possible... You can beat the Chiefs. And I guarantee you, all of the 30 other NFL teams, they're taking note on this. If you can find a way to exploit this Chiefs rush defense, which is, my God, the worst in the NFL right now, then yeah, you can absolutely find a way to beat the Chiefs offense by beating their defense. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes that actually was getting dominated. And no, he didn't have a terrific game, nor did the offensive line or or the rest of the offense. The rushing attack was horrible for the Chiefs in this football game. But by running the ball on the Chiefs' defense, you are beating Patrick Mahomes and keeping him on the sidelines. Now, it's not like the Colts won this game by a score of 45-10, to which was my prediction for the Chiefs in this game. It's not like you won like that. This was a 19-13 to loss. The Chiefs, when the score was, what, 16-10? to 10? The Chiefs had a chance to take the lead. And even though the Chiefs were back in their own red zone, on second and, what was it, 30? Andy Reid runs the, the football? Why on second down? On third down, uh, you had the holding penalty and the pass interference offsetting penalty, so you redid the third down, and you found Byron Pringle who had a bit of a running lane, but was taken down behind the line of scrimmage. And this is where the Chiefs lost, and this is where Andy Reid gets criticized the most. On 4th and 1, yes, it's 4th and 1. I mean, easy instinct for any football fan with even the tiniest football logic would say, run the football. But in that moment right there, You're dealing with so many injuries, especially on the offensive line. And by the way, I have never seen so many people say that they miss Eric Fisher. Never did I think I would ever see those comments. And there were plenty of those Sunday night. But when it's fourth and one and you are playing with... I mean, who did you have on your offensive line? I mean, you have Cameron Irving, who is terrible. You have Ryan Hunter, an undrafted guard who came in and uh, filling in for Andrew Wiley. And, I mean, gosh, I mean, he wasn't getting the job done. So what was the thought process? Because when you have Cameron Irving at left tackle and Andrew, uh, excuse me, not Andrew Wiley, Ryan Hunter at left guard, yeah, no wonder Justin Houston came through and came away with the biggest tackle of the game, stopping LaShawn McCoy behind the line of scrimmage there. Uh, it's 4th and 1, your running backs are already having a bad game, you're not even averaging 2 yards a carry, the longest run you had was uh, that 14-yard scramble from Mahomes, 
So, I mean, why are you... Oh, excuse me. They did average more than two yards a carry. 2.6 yards a carry. Pardon me. Uh, but you, you already have those issues. And when you're banged up with that offensive line, why are you running? What logical thought comes to Andy Reid and says, all right, fourth and one, what are we going to do? Run the football with our 2.6 yard per carry offense in this game. And by the way, this rushing attack has not been very good all year. They've had some moments here and there, but for the most part has not been very good. Oh, and by the way, our offensive line got a couple of major injuries there. Yeah, let's run the football here. What's the worst that could happen? Justin Houston comes in from the left side of the offensive line and with ease stops the Chiefs behind the line of scrimmage. That's what happened. That is a big reason why the Chiefs lost this football game there. Look, the defense is bad, okay? Um, They're not improving. I was hoping to see some of that this week. Maybe a little bit of optimism if Marlon Mack was unable to go. But man, Marlon Mack, and I said this at the beginning of the game, and I said this earlier. I said it on the podcast. I said, look, uh, Marlon Mack could be the biggest recipe for pulling off an upset. Because he's fifth in the NFL in rushing, while the Chiefs are one of the worst in the NFL in stopping the run. Now, I didn't think they were going to run the football the way they did in small chunks Getting first down, moving the chains, and eating up clock. I thought they were gonna. I thought Marlon Mack was gonna go off for a couple of home runs. His longest was for thirty, which is good. But I thought the the Colts were gonna have bigger plays than that. No, they didn't need to. In fact, that would have been a terrible idea because then you give the football back to Mahomes. They just went for small chunks when there were wide open lanes. Yeah, sure, they went for them, but that was not the primary focus for the Colts' rushing game. No. That was not. And that's why you got to give a lot of credit to Frank Clark. Or, excuse me, uh, Frank Reich, uh, the head coach of the Colts, who also was an offensive coordinator under Doug Peterson, who, uh, of course, also served for Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, uh, that is. Uh, So, in a way, uh, Frank Reich does come from that Andy Reid tree, in a way. Uh, Some of the stuff that he implements, he, I'm sure, learned uh, from Doug Peterson, who learned from Andy Reid. So, Essentially, some of the things that Frank uh, Frank Reich did in this football game, I'm sure, is something that has been implemented by Andy Reid in the past. But nonetheless, that is why the Colts won this football game. And again, your offense, you're 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 seeing missed opportunities here, and you're just seeing an offense that's not in sync. Uh, let me say this because the Chiefs have done well without Tyreek Hill up until this game, and last year when Sammy Watkins was hurt, the Chiefs were doing well without him. But when you are missing both Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, yeah, that is not good. Um, That is definitely a recipe for disaster. Certainly the case. Um, Listen, I know there were a lot of people and even some Chiefs fans saying the Chiefs don't need Tyreek Hill. That conversation has died. Nobody is talking about how the Chiefs don't need Tyreek Hill. In fact, those same people are right now saying the Chiefs do need Tyreek Hill back. I know he was practicing this week. He was limited uh, throughout the week. But safe call in my opinion. Even though the Chiefs look like they could have used him, you never rush someone back from an injury. You just don't do that. I know a lot of people say, well, you got to do it for the moment. No, you got to do it for the moment and for the near future and in the long run. Because if you do rush someone back from injury... 
and that could lead to devastating injuries, uh, I mean, career-ending injuries at that point. You never play someone who is injured. You just don't. And Tyreek Hill is still recovering right now. And listen, I know I've been on this Jalen Ramsey trade him or trade for him and get two first round draft picks train. I have been on that train. I am off of that train faster than ever. I know a lot of people have kind of moved on from that. I was still holding out hope, but we saw the report. Adam Schefter saying that there's not going to be a Ramsey trade. The Jags don't intend to trade him. Well, you know what? If I'm the Chiefs at this point, uh, I'd rather, uh, I'd be more inclined to trade two first round picks for offensive linemen. Look, this defense is not going to improve. As I was saying earlier, I know I kind of got uh, offside there, but this Chiefs team is not going to improve. Defense is not going to improve, pardon me. At this rate, why not just do everything to oversack the offense? Go get a Stephon Diggs. Go get Trent Williams. If your defense is not going to improve, go get offensive players that'll help you repeat last year's season of having the third highest scoring offense in NFL history. Why not do that? Because once Tyree Kill comes back, which should be soon, Sammy Watkins, I don't know if he re-injured something or how uh, serious of an injury it was, but we'll see when he comes back. You've got a lot of great power. I mean, you've got speed, power everywhere. So hopefully the Chiefs can uh, can get something like that going. Uh, I, I mean, look, at this rate, I'm more uh, interested in seeing the Chiefs bring in offensive players than defensive players. Because even if you do trade two first-round picks for the best run-stopping tackler in the NFL, I don't think one amazing run-stopping tackler is going to help change this defense. You're going to need more of those kinds of players. That's more of an off-season thing. If you want to improve this football team right now, and more specifically the offense, go get a Trent Williams or a Stephon Diggs. Look, get all the offensive firepower you can get. Because scoring 13 points, wow. We have not seen that ever with Mahomes. It's always been at least 26 points with Mahomes, And the Chiefs broke the NFL record 25 consecutive games scoring 25 or more points. Obviously, that has come to an end. And look, it happens. Last week, the Patriots scored 16 against the Bills. It helped that they won, made it easy to accept the 16 points. But, uh, man, even the best teams score, uh, score low sometimes. Look, there are a lot of things the Chiefs need to work on. This bend don't break defense, by the way. It it's it's great that the Chiefs aren't allowing so many points. Like the Colts in this game only scored 19. Uh, it's hard to win in the NFL with 19 points a game, but uh, sometimes that bend-don't-break defense, when you're winning time of possession like the Colts did, that'll uh, get you through. So, look, I don't know anymore. If I mean, what could the Chiefs do defensively? Because this is your defense right now. And I don't know how serious some of the injuries are. I know we'll learn about it as the week goes on with Frank Clark, uh, Chris Jones. Uh, I mean, who else got hurt in this football game? Pretty much anyone uh, who wears a red jersey. At least half the starters are hurt right now, it feels like. So there's a lot There's a lot of uh, soul searching right now to be done in that locker room. 
Uh, and I think some of the toughness has evaporated a little bit, and that needs to come back this week and practice for the Chiefs. I definitely also think the Chiefs need to bring back Jeff Allen. Uh, not the greatest offensive lineman in the world, don't get me wrong, but I think he's better than Ryan Hunter, of all people, for sure. Uh, we didn't see much of Morris Claiborne or any of Morris Claiborne in this game. Uh, so I don't know. And by the way, someone pointed this out on Twitter. When Chris Jones and Frank Clark went out with injuries, that Chiefs defense still looked the same. So I don't know if Frank Clark, and I know he gets double teamed a lot, but at the same time, you know, you're you're paying so much money for him. If he's getting double teamed so much, we need to see someone else constantly getting in there in the backfield because you can't double team everyone on that uh, on that defensive line. And we haven't seen Chris Jones disrupt the pocket uh, like he has in the past with the Chiefs. We haven't seen that. So I'm kind of at the point now where, look, you've spent a lot of resources on offense, getting guys like Tyron Matthew, who I, I thought had a good game uh, a Sunday night, had that interception preventing a score. Unfortunately, it was given back after that uh, Shady McCoy fumble on that long screenplay. Uh, but man, uh, this is a Chiefs team that uh, the the toughness was not there in this football game. It certainly wasn't. And you look at the offensive line and the defensive line for the Chiefs, they were the biggest losers in this game, for sure. Patrick Mahomes had a hard time trying to make the throws that he wanted to make because of the lack of protection, the defensive line unable to really find an answer. Yeah, they had a couple of moments here and there. Passing you had a big play at one point. Frank Clark as well. Uh, Tyron Matthew, I know, had made a couple of plays, but uh, for the most part, nine times out of ten, it was the Colts that had the edge against the Chiefs. And a massive edge, too. Uh, look, we went over the offense. You know, they've definitely taken a, a few steps back in these last two games, especially in this game. Talked about the defense. I just don't think we're going to see any improvements on this defense. It is what it is to me at this point now. Uh, I don't know what Spagnuolo can do at this point. I really don't. I want Spagnuolo to get another season with the Chiefs, but I'm already thinking about what kind of offseason additions you need to make. I mean, you got to go after a linebacker, more or a couple linebackers. You got to go after a couple defensive tackles, create some depth, good depth. Obviously, a secondary cornerbacks. Gotta gotta do all of that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett at one point threw. I, I don't know to who it was. Threw to double coverage, and you know what? That was probably the best thing he could have done in that football game because when you throw into d- double coverage against the Chiefs, your odds of Drawing a pass interference call goes up. So that definitely boded well for Indianapolis. And the Chiefs failed in that area. Now, I do want to touch on special teams. Because uh, I don't know what the Anthony Thomas is doing. Two punt returns for one yard in this game. And he also fair caught a punt return at the four-yard line of all places. I was hoping to see... I was excited when DeAnthony Thomas came back. I love the uh, McCole Hardman pick. And I was hoping to see more of those guys on special teams. But with Hardman fumbling last week and DeAnthony Thomas kind of just looking lost this week. I mean, what do you do right now until Tyreek Hill comes back? I guess Tyreek Hill is, is, has to return to uh, getting those special teams duties. Because uh, he, at this point, might be the best player by far. And that's shocking to see on a Dave Tobe. Special teams unit. 
Generally, when you have Dave Tobe as your coordinator on special teams, you have other guys uh, who can handle return duties with ease. But no, uh, DeAnthony Thomas, not the same as he was before. McCall Hardman, he's taken a while to, to get going on special teams. It's, it's kind of hard to watch, to be honest with you. Uh, not only that, folks, I got to say it. I know we love him because he's been on this team the longest since Dick Vermeil. But Dustin Colquitt is not a good punter. In fact, he's a bad punter. If you look at the Pro Football Focus ratings, he is rated the 27th best punter in the NFL. Or in this case, uh, not every, not all 32 punters are rated, but uh, they are. They they have a rating for 31 punters. Three others who don't have a ranking, uh, but a rating. And that is due to the fact that they haven't punted as much. But if you want to just organize this by overall ratings, Dustin Colquitt is the fourth worst rated punter by Pro Football Focus. He had a couple of bad punts in this game. Not the same Dustin Colquitt we have known uh, to love and enjoy. So that is an area where the Chiefs definitely need to consider making a change as well. Uh, it's not just this game, not just this game, not an overreaction. Uh, it's been that way for a while. I'm reading you the season ratings from Pro Football Focus. He's that low for the Chiefs. Listen, uh, I know a lot of people are going to overreact. This was a terrible game for the Chiefs. Let's just call a spade a spade. It was a bad game for the Chiefs. And even though Mahomes had 321 yards, there were some things that he can work on. Now, it would help if the offensive line was... Working better for him. Certainly got to got to block better. Not run into his ankle. Uh, I mean, you got to be careful with those things. And man, give credit to him. This this kid's tough. Uh, all the times he he deals with these bumps and bruises and still limps and fights through all of it at the end of the day. I mean, the guy had suffered a a high ankle sprain in week one. Played through it just fine and scored forty points for the offense. So look, uh, Mahomes far from the issue. And thank God, I mean, you have all these injuries, but thankfully it's not him. Uh, but, I mean, the offensive line taking a few beatings here. You're down with your top two receivers. That helped this dynamic offense be what it is. Uh, all you have is Kelsey right now. Uh, Pringle did have a good game for 103 yards, six catches, and a touchdown. That's nice, but you know you're not going to get that on a consistent basis with him. Demarcus Robinson has been quiet lately. McCole Hardman has been a little quiet lately. We haven't seen the Chiefs go for that big, deep pass uh, in, in a couple of games now. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Tyreek Hill can recover quickly this week. I doubt it. That is an injury you've got to be very careful with. Well, any, any injury you got to be careful with, but that'll take time for sure. So, really a bad game overall. Offense, defense, and special teams, and also with the uh, with the coaching staff, uh, with, with the uh, play calls. All right, I got to get to our text messages because, wow, we got a ton uh, on this episode. Let's get right into it. Um, and, and guys, uh, try to keep your text low. From the 305, this is Dominic. Uh, Pat will be Pat. The offensive line is downright atrocious, and he will make plays during a scramble. However, he is running for his life, taking too many shots. We cannot establish a run game, and penalties are killing us. I see Pat's frustration. Yeah, and one other thing I will say, and, and I got to uh, cut that text short. And guys, if you did send a long text, I can't read the whole thing because we're going to try to do a speed round of these here in 
doesn't help that we have nine text messages, eight more to go. Um, Mahomes, right before that two-minute warning, it seemed like he was the only one trying to run to the line of scrimmage when he was when it was fourth down. He, he was the only one trying to get everyone off the field quickly uh, for the field goal unit to come on. Now they had to they had to stop the game because of the injury from the Colts. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like Mahomes seems to have awareness, but the others don't. They're not really aware of timing and the down and distance situation. Same thing goes for Andy Reid. Mahomes has better clock management than Andy Reid. That's uh, it's not good at all. Three one three. Aaron in uh, Front Royal, Virginia. Stupid unforced penalties. Bad officiating both ways. Injuries extremely difficult to overcome. Five minutes left, and I'm calling this an L. Oh, he is texting during the game. Oh, some of you guys texted during the game. Well, there you go. Uh, this is the worst game I've seen in recent years. Out of the 602, Brandon in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, watching this game, I have to call uh, the judgment of Brett Beach into question. Just a straight apples to apples look at uh, Justin Houston versus Frank Clark. It is without question the wrong choice. On top of that, we gave a first round pick, which could have been spent on O-line depth with a co- uh, content pass rush. Okay, look, I know that comparison is going to be brought up all week long, and hey, fair enough, man. Uh, when uh, you let a player go, and he dominates against you, yeah, uh, you're going to have that discussion. And I think it does deserve to be asked, you know, did the Chiefs make the right decision in letting go of uh, Justin Houston and D Ford for a guy like Frank Clark? Uh, look, I know D Ford did that thing in, in the AFC Championship game, that very unforgivable penalty, but... For the most part, D Ford was doing really, really well. And I know he's hurt right now, but, uh, you know, maybe if he was still here, that would not be the case. I don't know. Uh, hard to say. Hindsight being twenty twenty, it's always hard to say. But, yeah, that is uh, something that's going to be in question for a while. Daniel in Florida out of the 606. Not a lot to say about the game. It hasn't already been talked about. My question is, would you rather see the NFL have one bye week for all the teams at the same time, say week nine, then teams have bye weeks throughout the season. No, I'm not a fan of that, Daniel. I, I mean, first of all, that would be brutal for ratings, even for just one week. You still want to see that. Uh, you still want to see games throughout the season, for sure. Uh, out of the 805, I don't know who this is. It's uh, he or she's first time texting. They wrote Mahomes and 52 kids. All right. Uh, I, I get the uh, I get the gist there. Out of the 660, also a first-time texter. We just got straight up worked up front tonight. Colts had a great game plan and executed to perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Colts uh, dominated this football game in all three phases, uh, for sure. Especially uh, at the line of scrimmage. That is where they won the most. And that is how you defeat Patrick Mahomes. You you can't beat him on the field, but you can still find a way to beat him by keeping him on the sidelines. That's how you beat Patrick Mahomes. Out of the 217, Brandon from Pawnee, Illinois. We traded up hard for Hardman, and he needs to perform. Great speed, but can't catch a ball worth a damn. Most of his passes are either bobbled or drops. Very disappointing. Uh, 913-R-E-L-A-X. I appreciate some of the short texts. I really do. Uh, Let's see. Last one here. Dave in North Carolina out of the 714. Are we going to hear anything about Fisher? Irving is downright terrible. Frank Clark is a bust. How we paid him before Chris Jones. This I don't think either of them deserve to be paid. To be honest with you, the Chiefs. Uh, this Chiefs with these injuries and this defense will be lucky to be number two in the AFC. 
Text number two from Dave. The narrative to beat the Chiefs, you have to run the ball and have time of possession is complete hogwash if our offense didn't stall so often or go three and out. Um, well, look, everyone goes three and out. But when you run the football and dominate time of possession and when you... I mean, when the Chiefs go three and out and have to give the football back, wow. I mean, that is that is the best thing that could happen to the Colts. Uh, you're basically, I mean, you are basically giving the game plan to them. Whatever, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to word this uh, as appropriately as possible, you are basically executing Indianapolis's game plan for them, I think is the best way to put it. Never too late to join in on the conversation. 913-808-2119. Text the podcast. Zach will be back on Thursday. I'm sure we'll continue this discussion on social media and on Thursday's podcast. And we will preview the game between the Chiefs and the Texans. Uh, Moving on to Houston, and they had a big win. So the Chiefs definitely need to come up strong this Sunday at Arrowhead. A chance to redeem yourselves, and they'll be doing that on Sunday. I'm Farzine Vasugian, facebook.com slash Farzine Vasugian. Give it a like, follow me on Facebook. Thank you all who joined for the live videos at halftime and after the game. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21, 913-808-2119, the text line. Subscribe to the podcast, share the links. It's okay. It's okay. It's just one loss. Everyone has bad games. Everyone loses. Everyone gets blown out. Chiefs didn't get blown out necessarily, but it felt like it. At the end of the day, you got to hope that this is a learning lesson and the Chiefs come out stronger against Houston. That is going to be an important game on Sunday. How do the Chiefs respond? We'll talk about that Thursday and much more. I'm Farzee Vasugian. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs on Podcast. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday.